You are listening to a One Flower, Two Turtles audio production. Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi voice. Um, and, <coughs> excuse me, and welcome to the, what's this, the third episode of Hear the Walking Dad, where you're going to hear me walk, and I also happen to be a dad. That's where the title gone. But yes, uh, this is the third episode, and you join me. This is quite a novelty for me, so I'm stretching in the gym. I say the gym, it's just the garage. Uh, but I'm doing this, not at night time, like I have been doing, well, for God knows how long now, um, not at night time, but actually during the day. Because yes, yes, the kids are back at school. <laughs> and yes, I'm trying to keep myself busy and not uh, and not miss them too much. So, um, but yeah, it's quite a novelty actually doing some exercise during the day, you know, when it's daylight and chucking it down with the rain and freezing cold. I dropped the kids off this morning at school. All three of them went as good as brilliant as clockwork. Like they've all three of them just gone in. They couldn't wait to go in, even the little one. And he had a bad night last night. He did not sleep well at all. But they're all really excited to go to school. And I got back and I was like, right, that's it. They're out. So I opened all of the um all of the windows around the house and started getting some fresh air in. Because you know, over Christmas and it's been cold, you don't really open the windows. And the house is, you know, it's just full of stale air. And you're just sat there thinking, well, no wonder everyone's dropping like like flies and getting ill and stuff. So ripped all of the windows open. Five minutes later, absolutely freezing cold. <laughs> just like kind of forgot it was winter. But anyway, uh, welcome to this third episode. And I am just stretching my legs. And in case you're wondering, burning question of the day left over from the last episode. Did I manage any chin-ups? Well, let me just count down on this. Hang on. Three, two, one go and we're off let's bump this up to six again and get some speed up six kilometers an hour let's go for it and i'll just uh i'll put this little phone away in my pocket um so your question is did i manage to do any chin-ups uh pull up sorry surprisingly i did i did i think i managed in total 12 which uh is good for two reasons one i'm actually a lot stronger um, than I thought I was, even though it bloody hurt. And two, it's even better because the garbage didn't fall under my weight. Um, so, yes, anyway, welcome to the show. And I have been keeping myself busy today because um, there's been no one in the house. It's very, very quiet. Um, and like I said on the last episode, I was very, very concerned about, oh, I really miss the kids. Um, so I've been keeping myself busy. Um, and like I said, um, last week, I've, I've, we've started... Uh, launching properly our little audio production company and 1f2t.co.uk is now up and running we're still redesigning stuff and uh started getting back out there in terms of radio shows and podcasts and um we're actually there's another podcast that we um, that we do called the writer's seat and we're looking for someone to kind of take that over so if you're uh, you're interested in writing or publishing or um authors or you're an author yourself and you think you'd like to present a podcast and you know hearing from other authors talk about their works get in touch with us um the email is hello at 1f2t.co.uk or just reply to this podcast or just listen to me walk and ramble um so we've done that 
looking at getting back on the air as well. So I was doing a show called The Midweek Peak most of last year. I had to give it up for um, several reasons. And uh, now I'm looking at getting back onto live radio. So I've got this idea for, I'm kind of restricted in terms of time, right? Three kids, um, can't, do it, can't do it during the week because um, my wife works in the studio during the week. And uh, best time I could do it is on a Sunday morning. So I've got this idea for a Sunday breakfast show. Um, and it's, it's um, kind of like an improved version of a show I used to do a few years ago on another station called The Morning After the Week Before. Um, so I'm looking at getting back and doing that. I'm just waiting on to see who actually wants it, if anyone wants it. Um, so yeah, that's that. So that's my life. Um, big story of the week, I guess, in the world of things outside of my world is um, Prince Harry. Prince Harry's got a new book out called Spare. Spare me. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about this because it's kind of, it's been on my mind. I don't know why, because I'm not, not a big fan of the royals. I don't dislike them. I not, you know, take them or leave them. Um, that's just because they're always there. You know, they've been there as long as I've been around, they've been there for, you know, they've been there for generations. Um, and I've always felt, I've always had quite a lot of sympathy for Harry and for William as well, to be fair, because, you know, look at what they went through and they were such kids, they lost their mum, you know, strip away all of the, um, all of the privilege and all that kind of stuff. And just with, with this argument, I've, I'm trying to take it down to a really, really human level, right? Take away all of the privilege, all of the money, all that kind of stuff and look at it from a purely human angle. And Harry and Prince William, you know, they lost their mum at a really young age. That's, that's enough to screw up any, any kid, it really is. That stays with you for the rest of your life. And the circumstances in which she went was just horrible. Um, and now here he is, he's a grown man. And I, I mean, from, from what I can gather, he obviously feels like this woman that he married, American actress Meghan Markle, known for suits, and I don't really know what else really, um, being Meghan Markle. Um, they, those two got married and he was, you know, quite possibly rightly concerned that the similar thing was going to happen to his wife and also his kids that he's got, you know, he's a dad now. And... There's all, been all these stories coming out about racism in the royal family. If you're sat there going, oh, the, the royal family isn't racist. Yes, it is. It is. I'm sorry. It is. And that's not me being derogatory towards, towards the royal family. It just is. Um, and the reason I firmly believe that is from... I had to sit through and watch the wedding because my wife and my kids really wanted to watch it. It was a, it was a princess wedding, blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, sat there watching and they were doing the service and I'm assuming Meghan Markle asked for this um, this American pastor to come over quite possibly from her church I don't know um, but he was very kind of um, loud and preachy and an American you know and it was you know it was definitely different to see in in a royal wedding and uh, you, there were just little cuts away to 
members of the royal family, and they were just, they were sniggering and laughing. It's <laughs> really funny. Oh, look at that one talking. Um, it was really, it was really disrespectful. Um, but anyway, so that's that's why I believe there's loads of other stories around. I mean, you know, you'll decide for yourself whether or not you think the royal family is racist. Um, that's just my opinion. Don't shout at me. I have an opinion. All right. Um, so he's had that to deal with. Um, there's quite clearly strains in the relationship in terms of Harry being in the royal family. I'm guessing Meghan Markle isn't that popular for whatever reason. Um, lots of people seem to have an opinion on, on Meghan Markle and can't seem to let it go. Isn't that right, Piers Morgan? Seriously, you're just making a career off slagging off people. Just let it go, man. Um, so I, I, I definitely get why Harry wanted to remove himself from what I'm guessing is quite a toxic relationship. Um, and I fully understand that, you know, he wants to go off and live his own life. So the story knows, goes as far as I know is that they wanted to remove themselves from royal duties, go off and live in America, um, let their kids have a relatively normal upbringing. Um, and the last I heard up until this whole Harry and Meghan are slagging off the royal family debacle was that they were setting up their own production company. I thought, oh, that's, that's quite cool, because, you know, you know, that's what people do these days. They set up their own production company. <laughs> oh, the irony. Um, you're listening to a 1F2T audio production, by the way. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And I thought, oh, you know, maybe they'll do, um, you know, stories about, like, like the Invictus games. I honestly thought Prince Harry would do something on that, because he's heavily involved in that, or, you know, um, do other stories, do like documentaries about, um, I don't know, whatever it was that was, that could have been interesting other than slagging off the, the family that you just tried to extricate you from, extricate yourself from. So this is the problem I have with it. You spend all this time trying to remove yourself from what is quite clearly a toxic family. And then you just put yourself right back in it by using your, I'm going to have to use the word privilege, by using your position, your production company, whatever it is, to, to have a go at, at, your, at the family, at the royal family. If you really want to be out of it, just stay out of it. Just get out, get out of Dodge and stay out of Dodge. Live your life, man. You know, use your position and your, your privilege to, to tell stories that will make a difference. The Invictus games, from his point of view, will be really interesting because he's heavily involved in it. Um, or, I don't know, talking about his time in the army or whatever. Anything except slagging off your own family. Um, he's just, it's just, it's really sad. I... I I've actually lost quite a bit of respect for him. Not that it matters, he's not gonna care, he's not gonna to listen to this. Harry, if you're listening to this, let's have a chat. Um, I'm sure you and I could definitely find some common ground when it comes to, um, to um, family. Because, I don't know, I don't think the royal family's gonna be around for much longer. Maybe another generation. The only reason I can see why it still exists is through nostalgia. 
and that was all down to um, to Queenie, to Elizabeth. Um, it's just I, I don't know. It's just it's just very very sad. I, I feel for them. I understand why they did it, but they didn't need to do it. They didn't they didn't need to. They could have used their position to tell much more interesting stories and draw a light on something that would make a difference to to others and not to slag off their own family. Uh, but there's that. But yeah, so um, Queen Elizabeth obviously did die, and obviously that is a that's a that's a sad thing. I was talking to someone about this um, before the new year, and it's it's sad, but it wasn't unexpected. You know, Queen Elizabeth had a damn good innings. She was 96. Look at everything she accomplished in her life. It's amazing. It's an, it was a, it's, her story is an amazing story, whether you, whether you're a royalist or not. What she managed to do and what she navigated her family through, and the country to an extent, you know, is nothing short of miraculous. She was she was brilliant, um, but she was quite clearly ill. She was 96, and when she died, it wasn't unexpected. It was sad. You know, it was sad because, you know, this woman had been around my entire life, <laughs> my, probably my grandparents' entire life, um, longest serving British monarch. You know, that takes some, uh, that commands some respect. But it was, I didn't really get caught up about it. The, the death that I did, that did really get to me actually was, um, was Taylor Hawkins. The drummer of the Foo Fighters. I'm not even a big fan of the Foo Fighters. Doesn't mean I don't like them. I think they're brilliant. But I've just, I just never really um, followed their their career. But um, this guy, I mean, he, he was what? Probably about the same age as me. Um, I think it was he mid mid to late forties or something. I'm not sure. Brilliant drummer. And uh, and they were on tour, and he he, he just died. His heart exploded. I'm, I'm, I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a, a drugs overdose, so I'm not sure. But that really, really hit me hard. Um, and it was, it, it hit me when they did, they did a, um, a tribute concert, a Taylor Hawkins tribute concert, and all of these um, artists came out, you know, similar to what they did with the Freddie Mercury tribute, they buy to him. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go onto YouTube and just type in Shane Hawkins who's Taylor Hawkins' son, and he's also a drummer. And they had him up on stage, sitting in his, behind his dad's drum kit, playing with his dad's band, playing a song called There Goes My Hero. That really, that hit really hard for me, um, especially, especially at the end. There's this bit where they get towards the end of the song, so I'm gonna jump up to 6.5. There we go. Done one and a half kilometers already. No, 1.3 kilometers. Um, but there's this bit towards the end of the song where they just stop. And, uh, and the entire band just looks at this kid sat behind their bandmate's drum kit. And he just starts drumming. Like, and, every, and the band's just watching him with so much pride. I mean, there's um, Dave Grohl brushes his hair back and just watches this kid go 
just amazing and it must have been really really hard for that kid to do to play that song for his dad probably even cathartic I don't know but that that was that was a death that really hit home for me that was a tragedy you know not only because he was in a band not because he was an amazing drummer but he left this this kid behind um so when it comes to Harry and, and Megan and, and indeed the royal family you know I feel sympathy for them on a purely human level strip away the privilege the money the power whatever it's like it was at, um, at the queen's funeral and um there's this there was just this image of prince charles just sat there and quite clearly everything was bearing down on him and i didn't see a man getting ready to be king i saw a kid who had just lost his mum. you know but and obviously great grandkids harry william who just lost their grandmom grandma nan granny whatever uh but yeah i just wanted to share my thoughts with you on that like i wish nothing but the best for harry and megan and his kids but they did they don't need to do this they don't need to drag a family through the mud a family that they said they wanted to get out from under from very very sad oh so what else um <laughs> I think I've said all I needed to say. I might keep you with me and you can hear me do some chin-ups in a few minutes. Pull-ups, whatever it is you call them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to get back on the... Trying to get a show back on live radio. Sunday breakfast show called The Morning After The Week Before. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was what I wanted to talk to you about. So, Harry's got that book out, right? Spare. I can recommend a different book if you're interested. Now there's a, a BBC journalist, a guy called Jamie Bartlett, who uh, has done this, he did this brilliant podcast, another podcast for BBC Sounds, another podcast provider, there are others out there, we're the best, <laughs> um, on BBC Sounds and it's called uh, The Missing Crypto Creep. And it's about this, um, this woman called Doctor, Ruzia uh, Ignatova and I got the book for Christmas I got that and I also got the the Bono biography because I'm a YouTube fan blah 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 not got to that yet but I'm, I'm reading this Crypto Queen book by a, guy called, by a guy called Jamie Bartlett and it is fascinating it's like a, a real life conspiracy theory thriller type thing um, involving Billions and billions of dollars being stolen from ordinary people, pyramid schemes, um, dodgy sales, um, flat out lies. Um, it's just, it's, it genuinely is one of the best books I've read over the last few years. And it's scary because it's true. And um, apparently, this woman, Dr. Ruger, is still missing, still missing with all these people's money and I'm, we're not just talking like people from there's a, quite a few from the uk that got involved america europe people have just lost hundreds thousands millions of pounds these people who are investing in uh um the new cryptocurrency that was gonna that was gonna beat one coin um 
I'll leave you to, to read the book. It's, it's genuinely fascinating. But there's not just people from Europe and America, but places like Uganda, Somalia, all these third world countries, like, like people that, that do not have money to go spare, but people who invested their life savings, their kids' college, their kids college money, their inheritance, their money that was going to see them through the rest of their life. They invested all of this into this one coin. Now it's just gone. Like this company, OneCoin, is to all accounts made thousands of people bankrupt. Um, so yeah, read the book. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, it's called The Missing Crypto Queen. Jamie Bartlett's his name. And uh, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, what else? I'm actually doing quite well. Nearly at 20 minutes, but I'll stop. I'm glad I'm keeping on walking though, so since I got back on the school run, so we've had, uh, this is the second day. And it's quite a lengthy school run, um, at least to pick up my eldest son. And I've already felt my right leg going and cramping up. So that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this, to try and avoid getting into that situation, my leg giving way again, having to go back and see a, a physio guy. Uh, Jason, his name is, a really nice guy. I'm just very worried that he doesn't want to see me again because I'm worried, I'm worried that he thinks that I insulted his son. <laughs> and I didn't. I, when I get nervous, I talk too much. Um, and we just got talking, I think we were talking about football because it was at the time of the World Cup. And uh, he said, oh, you know, I've been watching this and no, no. And then we got, then we got onto haircuts. And uh, I don't know, I, I, said, I said something about a shaved head. I'm really worried that he took it offensively because he had a shaved head. Uh, I think his son might have had a shaved head. Um, and it came out really, really wrong. So, life lesson for me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but obviously I can't, because I'm doing radio shows and podcasts. So, 10 more seconds, and I will have to shut the fuck up. But did well. 6.5 kilometers an hour. Two kilometers and, well, 2.05 kilometers. <sighs> yeah, there goes the right leg. It's cramping up again. Uh, I won't keep you with me for doing chin-ups. Uh, because it'll just be embarrassing. But yes, that's another podcast. Uh, and uh, isn't that as bow advice? You have been listening to a One Flower, Two Turtles audio production. For more information on all our radio shows and podcasts, check out our website, 1f2t.co.uk. Sounds of the 1F2T. The sounds of life.